welcome back to another episode of the Coffee with Creators podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and I have a special, special guest today. His name is Leo Keller, and I've been wanting to have this guy hey. on the podcast for the longest time. Hi, Leo. How are you doing? Hey, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I am doing well. How are you, man? I'm good. Thank you so much. I, I can't help but admire the little background that you have. And I know you were you were you were thinking about moving things around prior to recording, and I'm like, it already looks good. But it just speaks to how <laughs> much of a, a visual artist you are and how important Thank it you. is for you to to have everything just right. And for those who are not familiar with your work, um, can you give us a little bit of an introduction as to what you do and and who you are? Yeah. Hi, I'm Leo. I'm 16 years old and I live in Germany and I've been creating videos for the last yeah six years now. And um, I just started a year ago on Instagram um, where I post, um, where I used to post photos um, and product photography. But now with the algorithm and everything changing, I, um, I switched over to video and posting reels now. Um, so I love to create like product reels and lifestyle um, kind of reels. Um, showing my workflow, behind the scenes content and stuff like that. I also have a YouTube channel, but um, I usually focus on Instagram at the moment. Okay, wonderful. I remember, I remember. I think this was early this year or last year, I sent you a message and I'm like, this guy's amazing. Because I saw your pictures and I saw some of your videos and I'm like, this is fantastic. This looks fantastic. And I found out how young you were. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of crazy because when I was 16, and this was like, what, maybe a year ago, you were 15 probably, um, I had no interest in anything like this. I mean, I was already interested in, in visual arts and stuff like that, but not in this capacity. But you said you've been doing this for the last six years. Yeah. So you were 10 I when started, you got into photography? Yeah. How yeah, did you get into photography? So my mom works um, in the television industry and so I always was on set when they were recording like the TV shows and um, that's kind of my, my first step into into film. And then six years ago, I just um, brought out my Lego, um, my Lego figures, started uh, creating those little stop motion videos um, and actually already posted those on a YouTube channel way back then. Um, which I hope no one ever uh, will will find again, because <laughs> they are fi uh, quite um, quite bad. But that was my my kind of starting point, um, and th then I just keep kept um, improving, and I um, switched up my style, um, went for a more clean and minimal style in the last couple of years, and then decided to to kind of start sharing my stuff on the internet and um, do that more on a consistent um, basis because that's how you grow on, on social media. And um, yeah, this is pretty much what I do um, or this is like how I spend most of my, my time um, after school. Um, so all my, my evenings are uh, being spent filming and uh, taking photos and editing. Um, but I absolutely love this. So um, I'm always happy to, to invest the money and the time into, into my passion and my, my hobby. This is something that is apparent to me when I when I see your your work that you do love it that it's something that you enjoy doing and this is great it's a, such a great I'd say hobby it's not really yeah. a, I mean it's a hobby but at the same time it's like a um it's work 
right? You're laying the yeah. groundwork yeah. for for your career. And yeah. it's just fascinating. When I was 16, I was working at a Subway sandwich shop and I still didn't know what I wanted to do. I was I was making sandwiches for people. And there's nothing wrong with that because there's a lot of things that I've learned um, throughout my entire life working at like all these different types of jobs. But I'm trying to picture myself in your shoes when I was 16 or 15 and knowing exactly what makes me happy and what and actually going for it. So I'm, I'm going to try to see what that experience is like for you, just because I'm so, I'm so darn curious. You know what I mean? Like it's, a, it's like yeah. other than photography and videography, and I know there's so many things that makes that topic alone very interesting and engaging for someone like you. But do you have any other things that you're passionate about other than those two? Um, nope really that passionate about compared to like film i think that's my my number one thing in life right now um what i do um every single day and um well i love to to play basketball and to uh, to go running and meet with friends and have a great time um but when i'm really happy is when i when i create stuff and um i wouldn't just well a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have described myself as a creative person. Um, and now I'm, I'm kind of seeing all the potential that I, or how I can um, put my ideas and my thoughts into, into content and into video. And this is such a fulfilling feeling uh, to mm -hmm. me um, because I, I just love seeing all the reactions from other people when they, when they see my work and when they um, yeah, send me a message they are feeling inspi inspired and that they created something because they watched my work or they they um, really like the way that I shoot or edit. Um, so yeah, I think filmmaking and photography is what I love the most at the moment, but I'm always open to other things. I, I love designing stuff. I just started um, with some design um, projects on the site. Um, to to learn um, like visual visual patterns and everything that can also be applied to photography, of course. Um, yeah, it's so much fun to to do just learn new things and um, yeah experiment with the things you already you already know and see how you can always level up your your stuff and um, your videos. Right, right. So, how do your friends or your peers um, view you? Do do you talk about what you do? Is yeah. it something that everyone of your friends, like do your friends follow you on social media and they say, wow, this is kind of crazy. Like yeah. how do they talk to you? Do you talk to them about photography? The same yeah, thing? I, yeah, I've always been open about the, the stuff that I create. Um, when I started my first YouTube channel, I think I was in, in fifth or sixth grade and um, my friends were already following, following me on YouTube back then. And then, um, yeah, I, I, I think, I, it took me three years to grow to a hundred subscribers on YouTube, um, which is like such a long time for a hundred people, but at the same time, a hundred people are like a hundred people. So they're real people it that, is are, people, that yeah. are watching my, my stuff. And, um, yeah, when I started uh, on Instagram, um, they were there from the beginning and, um, now that I've grown quite a lot, they're still there. They're always telling me how much they, they like my stuff and always supporting me um, and sometimes even like people or students from from other 
from other grades uh, um, like uh, stopping me at school and saying, hey, I, I follow you on Instagram, uh, cool stuff, <laughs> um, which is like such a cool feeling, right? <laughs> like, Absolutely. I, I, I can only I imagine have, that. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't have imagined that um, a year ago that that would ever happen. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to do this, um, in my, in my time, in my free time and how do your parents, going to school. yeah, how do your parents feel about this? Yeah, they are, they're the most supportive, um, people in my, in my, in my group or in my, um, surroundings and, um, yeah, they always supported me. They bought my very first camera back then and, um, now I'm buying my stuff, um, f um by, with my own money that I earned from uh, yeah. client projects. Mm -hmm. um but they're still super supportive and um always watching my stuff and giving me feedback and uh giving me things to to maybe improve on um if they notice something uh, with my videos um so yeah that's so i'm i'm so grateful to to have all those people in my um yeah in my life to um just be there and follow me on this uh journey mm -hmm. So let, let's talk about that real quick. So you mentioned feedback. How do you receive feedback? Because I know a lot of people um, who are in this space who do, who do this uh, can be very criti overly critical of themselves and their work. Yeah. And that makes them very sensitive to other uh, people's feedback or opinion mm -hmm. or criticism uh, to the point that people, um, let's just say, don't take it very well. And these are people who are much older, right? Much older than yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, some would even say much seasoned, uh, much more experienced than than you. But I'm curious to see it just from the the very short conversation that we've had so far. You sound like you're you're just having fun and you like doing this and you like sharing with people. You love the interaction that you get. You love the support. You love the feedback. But how does it make you feel as a creator when when someone says? Um, actually the first question should probably be like, how often do you get negative feedback if you do have any? I don't get really negative, mean feedback that often, <laughs> uh -huh. um, which I'm, I'm happy about. Like when yes. I see on YouTube, um, other creators getting like hate comments and stuff. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to be in that position, um, to be honest. Um, but, um, so I, I used to always try to get everything I make perfect and always try to find the last bits and pieces that I want to improve with a piece of content um, to a point where I, I stopped creating for some time because I just couldn't get it just right. Um, so I just didn't post it. Um, but then um, I really like I realized that nothing really is finished um, ever. So you always could improve. Um, things about your your video um, and from that point on I just kept creating stuff and when other people um, give me feedback um, which happens on Instagram in my DMs or in the comments um, people just having other ideas and or other ways of creating this stuff um, then I would have thought um, of and mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then um, I guess I always think about the things or how I want to do these things, and I always have a reason behind the things and how I create those things. So things, and other people don't know the background um, and the thought process behind my content. They just see the final piece, and then they Correct. they comment uh, something they would change. Um, but I spent hours earlier improving that thing um, to my 
how to to get it to a point where I like it. Mm -hmm. um, but I always I always read the comments and um, I'm very happy to to get feedback because um, those are things that I would have never thought of um, sometimes and then mm -hmm. I just create another piece of content and apply that feedback maybe if yes. it's something that I would like to to incorporate in my work and um, yeah so that, I'm yeah, always open for feedback but um, I also have my reasons for how I create my stuff correct yeah um that you spoken like a true artist i think it was uh i think it was michelangelo who said um that he never finishes his his sculptures mm -hmm. basically the only or was it leonardo i can't even remember um but basically they will keep sculpting mm -hmm. until it's time to take it away from them because they they said that it's never finished and i think artists feel the same way about their work there's yeah. never really a final, final version. Like when you, you, could, you could be editing a video, you could be taking photos and you're quite satisfied at the time. And then you look back, you're like, nah, I, I probably could have, you know, improved a little bit more. But that's great. And I think one of the things that, and to that point as well, um, you also take feedback like an artist because what is creativity other than, different inputs from different sources yeah, yeah. and you creating something out of it. And I think that humility, that ability to accept such information and I mean input and feedback from people, what makes you truly great and what makes your work uh, better than, than before. And so I think this is just my hunch, but one of the reasons probably you don't get any negative feedback, aside from the fact that your work already looks amazing Thank is you. <laughs> you don't you don't have that that air of um like when i look at you your persona your 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 profile and everything nothing about you makes me feel like you are um you're you're very approachable let me put it that way like that's how you are you you interact with your audience you engage with them you're always smiling in your photos. You don't seem like you're the type to brag about anything. And that makes you very likable. And I think that's why you don't get any negative feedback. So the, the, the group of people who are just rallying behind you or supporting you, they just, keep getting, they just keep growing and growing. And that's a good thing. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm very happy that that's your experience. So what do you think, though? What do you think is going to be your... I guess I'm just curious, like, do you think this is going to be your, your career? I know you said you're open to trying new things. And at the moment, that's another thing. Like, I know we've only spoken for a few minutes, but it, I'm starting to get a sense of how you are. Mm -hmm. And it seems like you're, you're just the type of person who lives in the moment. And so you're enjoying this, this moment, this, this, um, this experience of life, of, of, of creating and having wonderful basically creating amazing things and you're just enjoying it. You're not really thinking too far ahead. But if, if I may challenge, challenge that for a little bit, have you ever considered what your career path is going to be? Yeah, I have. Um, yeah. I'd love okay. to do this. I'd love to do this full time. Um, I, I started two years ago with client projects. So I create videos and photos for clients. Um, and, I just love to continue doing that in um, whatever form um, might be the best in the future for me. 
um, whether it's um, just my own personal projects on Instagram um, with uh, collaborations with other brands um, that I'd love to work with or creating content and um, commercials for other other companies. Um, I'd absolutely love to, to go into this direction. Um, and I've been, or well, I've had this plan for the last couple of years, actually. Um, so I've been kind of working toward, towards, um, towards that and, mm-hmm. um, starting to build my network with other people. I'm editing YouTube videos, um, for other people. And, um, I hope to, to continue working with those people that I, I absolutely loved working with and, um, just doing something, um, for work that I enjoy doing. Um, that's my number one uh, priority to anything that I do. Um, of course I, I have to go to school at the moment and I try mm-hmm. to make the best out of it and to enjoy the time, my, my two years that I still have to go to school. Um, but everything else I do, I always try to, to choose the things that make me the most happy, happiest and, um, just say no to those things that, um, that wouldn't help me uh, grow as a person. And, um, yeah, I'm always trying you to kind of... Yeah, I was just gonna say you don't understand how important that is. That what you just said for people to hear, especially for someone like me, me who who at my age, I've noticed that a lot of people around the same age as me um, don't realize that. Like that statement that you just said that you you said that you're focused on the things that make you happy. That's something that a lot of people, myself included, have forgotten. As we age, it's like, um, it's like you, 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 throughout my life, I felt like I needed to do the things that would make other people happy, would mm-hmm. make my parents happy, make my friends happy or everyone else. And somehow I forgot along the way to make myself happy. And it's a common thing, surprisingly common. I thought it was just me, but as I got older, I had kids and, you know, I started to look at life a little bit differently. That's one thing that I wish I kept at a very young age. Like I wish I always remember that. So you might not know this, but what you just said is a very important um, life lesson. And I'm mm. so happy. I'm so glad that you're living that. And I hope that you don't ever forget that because it's one of those things that will truly guide you into the things that you want to do and make you happy and bring you even more success. So I'm so happy to hear that. And yeah. it's like... Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just wanted to to point that out because, you know, I talk to a lot of um, people, and I've talked to my cousins, I've talked to like friends who are also around your age, and they have a very different. Um, they have a a lot of the people that I talk to who are around, you know, in their in their teens or early twenties, have a very happy go lucky way about life. Like they don't really know what to do. They don't know what they want to do, or they don't really know what makes them happy. And that's okay. You know, that's not that's not a problem. It's a process that we all go through. But I'm so it's very refreshing to hear from someone like you who seems like you know exactly where you want to be and what you want to do. And I'm like, I'm hearing this. I'm like cheering you on and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, just keep doing that because that's awesome. I would yeah. love to see what happens to your future if you have that, you know, if you keep that, you keep that perspective. And that's a very important perspective that a lot of people lose when they become adults. 
And I'm like, yeah, I wish, yeah. I really hope that you keep that because that's that's just amazing. That's wonderful. I I often hear people, um, often older than me, um, kind of saying, uh, "Oh, he got lucky, or um, he's rich, so he can get all the camera gear." Oh, I want to um, talk about they, this one. Okay, yeah, so what do they, they say? Forget. So the thing <laughs> is, they don't know that I've been doing this for for six years. I, I'm still yeah. so young, um, so people don't don't um understand which is like i get it if i saw someone um who's 16 i would also probably not think that they have been doing this for for six years um yes and then like especially for people starting out i think it's important to to say yes to as many things as possible in the beginning and to kind of um to kind of just get into into the world of um of content creation and put yourself out there um but as you as you grow as a creator um it's important to to prioritize those projects that um really bring you joy and that you i i only pick or i only accept projects that um i'd want to continue doing so it doesn't make any sense for me if i um created a, mu a music video right now and i don't want to keep doing music videos in the future it wouldn't uh, wouldn't make any sense to to do mu a music video right now i i only take those things that um, kind of build my portfolio and get new mm -hmm. clients um, and um, yeah I think that... what's very important is to one create opportunities to um, to uh, put yourself out there and show your work online and uh, two to just not be afraid to to try anything new that um, you haven't tried before because maybe if I I have not uh, I haven't shot a music video before, but maybe if I tried it, it might be cool, and I might be yeah. might be um, finding it fun to to do that. But at the moment, I'm um, I'm just trying to to focus on the things that uh, make me happy right now. That's amazing. I mean, the things that you just said earlier, I, th these are the things that I learned when I was in my 30s. It's like <laughs> try to make more opportunities for yourself, and I'm like, why? How? What do I do? And you actually answered it. You said just say yes to 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 most things as much yeah. as possible say yes to things obviously things that align with you what what you like yeah, what your yeah. passions are and what you think is morally um, acceptable for you but um just say yes and i think too many too many people are afraid to do that and it's amazing to me that how you have that perspective at your age because it's like those things i learned much much later on in life and Going back to what you just said about people who who judge you, who say um, he must be rich or he must not be, um, he got lucky. I mean, those are the things that I absolutely hate. I, I, I hate don't it. like yeah. because <laughs> that's burst. not fair. Yeah, it's it's not fair. It's it's not never fair. I mean, regardless regardless of what the background was, the people who say that there's only one reason why they say that they're just unhappy with where they are and what. Yeah what happened, you know, to them. Maybe they weren't uh, as fortunate, like, as it turned out. But there's so many reasons. So they just needed to find that one reason that will make them feel better about themselves. So I'm glad that you seem like you take that with stride. Like, you're completely, like, you just shake that off. And you understand that some people, they just say it just because it makes them feel better. But I promise you, most people don't even mean that. In a, in a sense, it's just yeah. to make themselves feel better. But Feels it seems like you're, you're taking, yeah, yeah, you're taking criticism 
really well already i mean I'm well just i'm trying to, to how it's not yeah. easy it's not always easy of course to to yes. take criticism criticism mm -hmm. for something that you've spent a lot of time on um but i'm trying my best because at the end of the day um there's so many experienced people out there um and i'm happy to to just get there the input on my on my stuff um of course you always have to kind of filter out those um those spam comments or those yeah. people who <laughs> don't really know what they're talking about um and just yeah. saying some th something to make themselves feel better um but mm -hmm. other people other creators there are so many awesome people on on social media um who create such incredible videos and photos and just talking to them and chatting with them about um, ideas and um, videos and everything um it's it's really like a circle you always um give or you always get inspired you create something other people get inspired by that and it's always going on um and that's what what what's so cool about um about art and creativity because Correct. everything is kind of connected and everyone is connected to each other Absolutely. I completely agree. So who are your influences or who are the people that you admire the most and, and follow? I'd like to hear about them. Yeah, so um, George Paolo is someone. He's a photographer and um, he's incredible. He, he's such a clean Instagram feed and um, such a nice person to talk to. Um, we always chat and um, can exchange ideas and yeah it, it's so cool to to kind of talk to other people who have the same mindset yeah. as you yeah and um yeah I've George so Paolo, I I yeah. know him actually and um he is incredibly talented yeah, he's a very he talented and he's a very funny guy too <laughs> he's he's <laughs> very funny. like, like his, his Instagram reels are so funny yeah. and yeah. like yeah it, it's amazing to to kind of have that um the the ideas he has and the way of of, uh, of storytelling and how mm -hmm. he kind of makes his reels uh, stand out from other people um yeah so another one is brandon from current spaces um he's oh yeah, also mm -hmm. brandon, yeah. Mm -hmm. he's awesome and um such a fun dude um yeah there's so many people um, oh yeah i'm sure i don't want to put you yeah. in the spot and try to name every <laughs> single one of them but yeah, let me let me just ages. ask you this what what kickstarted i know you said that your your parents work in the tv industry yeah. but are there any other influences in which where where you were probably watching a video and you said i want to be like that director i yeah. want to be like that cinematographer or something like that are there any other external influences that you you draw inspiration from yeah i learned everything i know on youtube um i'm mm. completely completely self-taught on youtube and then trying to to recreate videos and um, following tutorials step by step and um, yeah of course checking out gear and equipment yeah. of other people um, but i guess the one person that really helped me especially two or three years ago was daniel schiffer um, oh, like I, I was going to say, like, yeah. you have to have, I mean, seen <laughs> his, his videos at the very least, because yeah. that guy's amazing. His commercials okay. and behind the scenes breakdowns of like yeah. those those drink commercials or chocolate or whatever he does. Um, it's always so creative. And I try to, to kind of incorporate some of his um, filming techniques in my videos. 
and mm -hmm. um, put my own spin on it. Um, mm -hmm. But Daniel is incredible. I'd love to to work on a project with him at some point, hopefully. Um, oh, I, I can see that happening very soon. Well, I don't see, I don't I, see why I, I that's never going to gonna happen. To get his, his attention, but I don't know how. Um, so, okay. um, yeah, I'm trying to. Um, but yeah, and another one is uh, Ryan Cow. Um, he's a filmmaker mm -hmm. and also YouTuber. And um, I've worked with him before on some projects. And he's um, like the way he films and edits and kind of his, his eye for composition and framing and lighting um, is so cool. And I learned a lot from him and, and other YouTubers. Um, but Daniel and Ryan are probably the two uh, YouTubers that I yeah. like, learned the most from. That's fantastic. So do you think that you've gotten to a point where you've found your style, like your signature style or not yet? That's such a good question because I, I've been asking myself this um, for the last month. And um, well, I guess this is the first time that I really have like this style and like this bright and clean um, kind of aesthetic. Um, but it's always evolving and um, I might find something um, that looks much better to my eye in a year or so. So yes. I'm not um, necessarily sticking to, to just this style, but I'm trying to yeah, just find new things and um, new things to, to add to this style and kind of see where, where this is going um, in the future. But yeah, That's very I'm good. very yeah. happy with the, with, the, with the style that I'm at right now. Um, yeah, I think that, it looks yeah. kind of cool. And when you have that brand... It looks brand very cool. I don't know what you're talking you. about. It looks very <laughs> like that, cool. <laughs> that, that brand aesthetic, it, it's always cool to, to have like a brand identity. And yes. um, when other people see your work, they already know that it is your work because it looks a certain way. And mm -hmm. I think I get comments like that sometimes. And I get that's kind of how you know that you found your style. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, this um, this yeah. this video feed right now for those who are watching, because this is this is um, people can watch the podcast on Spotify. Most people are probably just listening to it, but if you're watching on Spotify, look at Leo's um, video feed. That is on brand right there. That looks like his Instagram <laughs> feed right there. It's amazing. So that's, that's definitely his signature style. It's like it's clean, it's simple, but warm. Warm at the mm -hmm. same time because of the, the the nice plants and the darker walls. But it's just, it's a distinctive Leo Keller style. When I see it, that, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Leo's style. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and I can't kind really of, describe it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the challenge. Um, mm -hmm. When you have so many white and bright elements in your, in your frame, um, to not make it feel cold or uninviting and to, to, to add elements to the frame and to the shot that... Um, can make it feel like you're you're here right with me and you'd like to to be in this room right now exactly and, um, just making making everything look kind of balanced and not just mm -hmm. white um, is something that uh, really helps to to still use the the bright or light mode aesthetic um, mm -hmm. but also incorporate other other elements that like plants or wood um, to just yeah. make it feel um yeah, or just make it look better, I guess. Right, yeah. Makes it feel warmer, makes it yeah. feel down to earth kind of thing. And I think that's why when I see, I, I follow a lot of people that I admire who have very clean, minimal aesthetics. And yet there's something about their work 
that doesn't make me feel like I want to sit in mm -hmm. that photo, which is different from like this, for example, the one that you're that you have on your feet. I'm like, I want to be in this room instead of me being like thousands of 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 miles away. And it's just like it's just an amazing um, simple thing that you can do to to change the whole vibe of the scenery or the, the the photo. And I think you I think you found it. If I think you found your style, you're probably just you're probably still refining it. And what you just said, like you said, that it will probably evolve. It'll probably change as you yeah. as you you know you experience new other things and your 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 taste change changes right. And that's a great thing. So and it's I want to like, go. It's also been mm -hmm. a long process. Like I've been, I've been Correct, creating, yeah. creating stuff in this room right here for probably four. No, like right from the beginning, I've been um, in this room, um, always uh, moving around all the parts and uh, furniture, trying to finally find a setup that works for me. And I don't think I'll ever find that one setup that <laughs> works forever. Um, but I, I think that's what, what most people, um, do you often have to just rearrange your, your room to, to get new ideas, new uh, mm -hmm. inspiration. Um, mm -hmm. it's always cool to, to switch up your, your environment that you're spending so much time in. Absolutely. And that's one thing that I can a hundred percent relate with you and that it, yeah. people always ask me, well, why do you keep changing your, yeah. your, your office space? I'm like, <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah. Always. I'm like, I can't, I can't explain yeah. it. It's just, I have to change it. You have, you have to change yeah. your environment and you have to, and this is one thing I don't miss about working at an office. You can't do this in an office. You can't do yeah. this in a cubicle. You're not even allowed to decorate in your cubicle with some of the jobs. But yeah. when I started working from home, this is the one thing that I was able to control like what I can surround myself with in the environment. And so I kind of go went bananas with it. I'm just like, oh, let me put this here. Let me put that there. I didn't even really yeah. care if it looked good or not. It's just yeah, an experiment. It was totally. like I was, yeah. I was a kid again, right? It's, it's just like <laughs> I wanted to try some things and see if it makes me happy. And, you know, maybe it does. And then maybe later on I'll get tired and try something else. But, yeah, like you, I've been doing the same thing for like the last three years in this small office. People are like, why do you keep moving things? And I'm like, well... <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I have to exactly. I have to. I have to move things. So I have a, yeah. a curious question. Um, what type of gear did you start off with when you first started doing this? Mm -hmm. I I started with my with my smartphone, which was oh god, I I think it was a Samsung Galaxy S five mini, terrible camera, but that's what <laughs> I had at the time. Um, and then when I kind of made those first five to ten videos. I decided to finally get a proper camera, a Canon T6, I think it was called, uh -huh. um, entry-level DSLR. And um, it also vo wasn't that great for video, but with stop-motion videos, um, I only take photos and photos are um, just fine with that. Um, but then when I kind of began to create videos, I slowly realized that this was limiting my my creativity and my uh -huh. ideas um so three or four years um after starting i finally got all the money that i needed um to buy the sony a7 III mm -hmm. um and that's what i'm still using and um yeah i, I started back then with my kit uh, with the 18 to 55 kit lens um not great quality but it was i think it was the best camera to to learn photography and video with um, because when you have gear that limits yourself or that that is limiting 
um, you kind of have to find solutions for these problems. And that's what really helps to, 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 to like learn that skill of trying yes. to find solutions for things that you, yes. um, or for the given circumstances. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that really I helps. 100% agree. Creativity thrives in constraints. Yeah. Right. That's, that, yeah. that, that's what happens. So I'm so happy to hear that because a lot of the, a lot of people sometimes obsess over getting the best gear right off the bat and hearing your story starting off with, you know, a, a cell phone, a, a mobile phone with not, you know, not having the best camera on it and then going with a, an entry level. But still, I think the idea there is making the best of what you have. Yeah. And then as you do that, you start to feel and understand the limitations of what it can give you versus what you can offer. So you upgrade accordingly. And I think that's the right Absolutely. process. And so yeah. when people ask, when people ask me, they say, what's the best camera? What's the best camera? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, just buy anything. I don't know I what you want <laughs> or what you need. Like, um, Exactly. get something or start with the things you already have and then you'll figure it out and you know mm -hmm. or, or you will you know what you want to do and what you want to shoot and then you can ask me exactly with the things okay i want to do i want to shoot portraits and um and maybe architecture photography okay so mm -hmm. then you might want to get that camera with that lens um but mm -hmm. when you don't have any experience you're just asking um what's the best camera to buy um, and then you're surprised that it is so expensive um, and you don't even know if you want to keep doing this hobby or if you even like right. it because you haven't done it before, but you invest right. like $3,000 into a camera system. Uh, that doesn't really make much sense to me. So yeah. start off with the things you already have and then <laughs> you can upgrade accordingly, right? Exactly, exactly. See, spoken like a like someone with a lot of life experience in the creative no, I, field. I just that get those messages, messages like every single day. So I'm kind of annoyed. <laughs> Let's address I... that. Yeah. So yeah. this is Leo's <laughs> question. I mean, answer to your burning question as to what camera you what should start off with. My Yeah. My answer is always going to be like, start with something that you can afford right now. But I think Leo gave the a more, um, I'd say a, a more accurate answer or definitive answer as to what you should start with. Start with something that you, well, actually, that's really what it is. You start with whatever you can get. Yeah, what you already then, have. Yeah. yeah, what you have, exactly. Just like what he did. And that that should never be your, I think maybe maybe people just have this impression that once they buy a camera, they will never have to buy another camera again, which is false. That's not true. So start off with something that you can learn from and then grow into and then ex um, upgrade later on because guess what? You can always sell that camera. You can always buy another one, right? So maybe that limiting belief to thinking that this is the only one and only camera that they will ever need, uh, maybe that's what's scaring them. That's why they're trying to future-proof their purchase. I mean, that's that's one of the things with, with the tech space, right? We're always yeah. trying to buy the best or thing. what is an even better mindset to get the most expensive camera and then you don't have to learn anything because like you're just good because you have the best gear which yeah. is like not true at all no, um, it's not true at all you're probably i gonna... love that you said that that should be a <laughs> quote that should be your t-shirt it just says gonna, buy the best yeah, gear so that you don't learn anything merch, right with like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um that's yeah, fantastic but 
I feel like when you have bad gear or not the gear that you would like to have, you learn more than if you have the best gear and then start to learn. Um, mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. easier to learn with gear that um, that is limiting than compared to gear that gives you all the the capabilities or all the settings that that you might ever need but you don't know how to use them like you probably right. don't even know you need them or they are even in that camera oh yeah oh my god i i every time i see a new sony and people get excited over like on youtube this sony has better eye tracking this sony has better this and, and, and i'm like first of all i've never really complained about my a7 III. it's an old yeah, camera exactly. but it's like I it's love still it. Incredible. Still, there's nothing. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, exactly. I have to get. I have to ask you, Leo. What I know you 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 work with a lot of brands. You've tried a lot of gear. Is there a particular gear that you absolutely love, like your favorite? It doesn't have to be the best. It's just a thing oh, that man. you love. Can be audio, video, uh, yeah. whatever. I think. Um, so that was my biggest investment that I've made to this point. And I had to do it because I got so many client projects that I just couldn't do it on my old gear. Last year in November, I bought the 14 inch MacBook Pro, the M1 mm -hmm. with the M1 chip with the M1 Pro chip that was released back then in um, like October. It was back ordered mm -hmm. for like two months. Um, <laughs> but that computer completely changed the way I create content. Um, like I used an old MacBook for two or three years and it was really slowing me down and just getting a computer that can handle everything you throw at it is like such, such a game changer to yes. my workflow. Um, so yeah, the um, M1 Pro, MacBook Pro 14 inch, I have the base model, um, is by far my, my favorite piece of tech and um, I use it every single day, and it's always bringing me joy to to use this um, to use this machine because that is that is such a good answer. Yeah, yeah. that it's, is such a good answer. I have the like, same computer. Yeah. I have the same computer, it's, and it's it's absolutely amazing. Like, it's amazing. You can do everything with it, and I, um, yeah, I do everything with it, and um, <laughs> it's so cool to to kind of have one thing that, um, yeah, that you. Like that it's your main, you it's your tool. It's your yeah. tool that allows you to create those things, mm -hmm. um, which is such such an amazing thing to have. And I'm so glad that I made that investment, um, and actually bought the the MacBook. So that's great. I mean, that that the MacBook. I know it's been so commercialized, like the Pro models, especially. I remember the Pro models used to be for prosumers or people who are kind of in the industry and have to make you know really you have to really need that computing power basically. Mm -hmm. And, but it's been such a, it's become such a, uh, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but it feels like people who don't need it need to buy it, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I have, I know people who are in college who just use it for reading, typing documents, yeah. sending emails. That's all well and good. If they can buy it, sure, why not? But I think they, for um, the thing that kind of crushes my soul is that they don't realize how wonderful this machine is for people who use it to the to its full extent right mm -hmm. for creators for, for video editors photographers and when i say you use it like literally until you mention that 
I forgot that I had it. And that's a good thing. I mean, that's that's yeah. the highest compliment I can say because yeah. it's a workhorse. It does what it's supposed to do. And I for, it does not give me any problems at all. Yeah. And it's like, it's quiet. It doesn't even, the fan doesn't even turn on. No. And it's like, oh yeah, that's right. I have a MacBook Pro right yeah, here. It's like so the, quiet. The battery it's reliable. Life, the battery yeah. life is also incredible. Speaking of battery life, let me quickly grab a charger because I'm at 3% right oh, now. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll be right back. Go ahead, go ahead. Doing okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay, perfect. All right, Leo. So we have about we have a few minutes before we um before we get to the the top of the hour basically of our podcast. So I want to spend the next few minutes um giving you this opportunity to answer any questions that probably the most common questions that you get from your followers, right? Mm -hmm. Um I know I have I sent a couple of um questions on social media earlier or not not sorry. Let me rephrase that. I sent um, a sticker, a story post on social media inviting people to ask you questions if they have any or to give you some comments or anything. I know I've gotten a, a couple, not a lot, um, given the, t the short amount of time since I shared it. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably going to get more as, you know, as I as the day goes, the, the day goes. But if you have any specific like common questions that you get from from yeah. from your followers let's answer them like i know you addressed earlier what is the best camera to get for for them what's what other common questions do you usually get from your followers yeah i think um first of all what editing software do you use for your videos um what light should i invest in mm -hmm. um or um or what's the import most important piece of equipment to invest in, which would be lighting, um, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, yeah, and just where did or how did you learn to to just do what you are doing? Um, which I guess I kind of answered earlier um, with mm -hmm. YouTube and um, those YouTube channels. Um, okay, let's narrow it, it yeah. down then. Let's narrow okay. it down. Let's. Uh, for a beginner, what type of lighting they should invest in, you think? I think getting a big softbox like I'm using right now is probably the best thing you can get um, because it just gives you so much versatility in the lighting that you can create. Um, soft light is always great, of course, um, but um, yeah, it just looks great in person on um, products. So mm -hmm. yeah, softbox. It it, it makes the products look natural. It look it makes yeah. the setting look natural. It doesn't 
like right now, if you guys are watching this, I have the window completely open. So this side of my face is like white. It's hot white. It doesn't even, it looks like I'm burning right now. And Leo's light is very, Leo's light is very controlled. Like it look, he looks like in a, he's in a very pleasant setting. The room is uh, just well lit and everything. That's exactly what I would, I would agree. Just get a soft light. It doesn't really, I mean, a soft box doesn't really matter the type of light i mean not the type of light the brand but if you can invest in in lighting get a, a soft box because like what lee is doing right now that's that's how it should be done <laughs> not not yeah, like you, this you, i don't have a light yeah. with me you can actually just um get a lot of things done with just one light let me quickly turn off um so i'm using three lights right now um okay. so when i turn those off in the background um, this is how it would look like, um, just one big softbox. I have the, well, the actual light doesn't really matter. You can get whatever light, um, you want. I have a COB light with a Bowens mount, so you can attach different modifiers. I'm using a big softbox, softbox, but right now, um, I think it's 90 centimeters in, um, like uh, the, the width. Um, mm -hmm. and then I have in the background to kind of light up the background. I have another one without a softbox kind of bouncing into the ceiling. Um, so that's giving the kind of bright look in the background. Mm -hmm. And then I have, um, when you look at this side of my face to kind of pop out of the background, I have another small little led light that kind of. Like you can see the difference it makes. Yes. It just makes me yeah. stand out more from the background. Yeah. It makes everything look more three-dimensional, which is kind exactly. of the goal and the thing that I always try to, to get right to make the image from something flat to more three-dimensional. Right. With this type of setup, you can get that um, done very well. Um, I actually also like the look without the background light, that it's um, a little more moodier. Yeah. Um, but, um for my for my personal aesthetic it uh, works better with the light on in the background and yeah um, i can't even said, i can't even i can't even yeah, decide which one i like better yeah. i mean i do like this right now because that definitely is your style mm -hmm. but you know me i mean you probably don't know me but my style is a little it's, it's very like i like dramatic things so dramatic yeah, it lighting looks cool. dark, yeah, dark. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you appreciate it it's it's that's very good um you also mentioned uh what was it, the other thing that you mentioned aside from lighting what other questions do they usually ask you what editing software i use editing I use, software okay um, davinci resolve it's free and mm -hmm. it's it's insane to me how how capable this software is um i used um final cut a couple of years ago um yeah really like that but as my as my work got more complex and i tried adding more effects and um, animations i decided to give it a shot and try davinci resolve and mm -hmm. there's a free version and the things you can do in davinci resolve it's it's so amazing to have all those features for free um, like you have an editing page where you can just cut down your your video as you know from all your other editing software um, but then there's also the color page where you can color grade perfectly of course you have to know mm -hmm. what you do i'm still uh, trying to figure color out uh, so uh, I, I don't really know um, that much about color grading um, but davinci resolve is what um, like is being used in cinema to to color grade many many films um, 
but then there's also fusion it's called it's like okay. after effects um mm -hmm. built right into da vinci um and like the things you can do in it like the anim animations and the 3d animations and everything like that it's so cool to to experiment with those features and i'm i'm always i'm always looking forward to um working on a project that lets me try those new new things right. and um I'm, i'm trying to find ideas that allow me to um kind of use those features in, in i the can software. see your face your light your eyes lighting up as you yeah. talk about this because it's like <laughs> with a super nerdy like, like talking about a it's, editing yeah, software it, but yeah <laughs> No, I get it. Like it's it gets you excited and that gets me excited because it's it's when you're in the zone. It's when you're Have you heard of the term flow state? It's um I have, Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a an actual scientific thing and it's like what we also call being in the zone and it's being mm -hmm. your your optimal your your most um your 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 peak basically, creative zone, whatever it is you call it. And when you start talking about the software and the editing, I can already see in your head like Oh yeah, the things that I can I can do. I want to experiment, and that gets me excited because these are the things I think a lot of people forget. These are the things that creative professionals wish they always had that same curiosity, same excitement that they had when they were kids. We always go back. We always like the the, the older I get, I always go back to how I felt when I was seven years old, twelve years old. The things that excite me. Because those things, if I can bring those back into my work, I think that the messaging is much more effective. And yeah. it's also more, it's creatively fulfilling for me. So when you were talking about that, I'm like, okay, yeah, this, <laughs> Leo gets really excited about the software. You can, you can nerd out with me. This is, this is awesome. By the way, by the way, I know this is probably not in your plans yet, but if you have the opportunity, one day if Adobe Max opens up again, I know it's a convention um, for, uh, by Adobe basically. And the mm -hmm. last time they had it, I think was like three years ago. It, it, well, actually before the pandemic. So um, it was the best convention I've ever been to. And the reason I say this is because that excitement that you just had, imagine that with thousands of people and it's like you're right next to people who are just as excited as creative and it's just amazing the atmosphere is very different so if you have the opportunity to go to adobe max one of these days let me know and we'll meet there because i met a couple of Absolutely. really great yeah. creators there and it's such an exciting event i always encourage people i i always encourage anyone you, you don't even have to be like uber creative or anything you just go there it's such a great experience i really wish that they um that they they put it, bring it back to like an actual live event because in the mm -hmm. last few years they've been virtual it's really just not the same but the live event was amazing so you definitely have to um yeah, check that totally. out and if yeah. you are gonna go let me know <laughs> I will. Yeah. it's gonna be such an amazing thing all right okay so i'm gonna try to wrap this up because i don't want to take up too much of your time But um, there's one thing that I do want to address, though, because I know like a lot of these questions always seem to uh, go towards gear or tools mm -hmm. that you use. How does that make you feel, though? Like, do you feel like people start to think that the only reason or the only way they can get good 
is through the tools or through like s- specific steps. What's your take on that? Do you feel like that's the correct way of approaching it? You know, it's it's so funny because I used to be exactly like that. I was, I think I was watching way more videos about camera gear than actually watching or creating stuff. Um, especially in those times where I started out, maybe like after a year, um, where I get more interested in camera gear. Of course, it's fun to to watch camera gear and to use camera gear and to learn about camera gear. Um, but people are really focusing too much on on the gear and they should focus on um, learning techniques and filmmaking in general instead. Um, and there are so many amazing YouTube channels where you can learn everything you need to know uh, for free. Like they're giving mm-hmm. away all the experience for free on the internet for you to to learn from. And that's what what really helped me in the beginning to um, yeah, just to use and to to just get all that knowledge from other people who are so experienced and um, yeah, they they really should be um, more people really focusing on on learning stuff rather mm-hmm. than focusing on gear, especially mm-hmm. when they're starting out. Camera gear is such a place, such an, an important role in the process of creating when you're doing it more and when you're doing it on a regular basis and when you have to get things done fast. Um, mm-hmm. It's important to have the right tools that uh, work for the job that you're doing. Um, but when you're starting out, like you have all the time you need, um, you don't have to, to get any fancy camera gear to have fun with creating content. Mm-hmm. I think you said something that you probably didn't intend, but it it's very um, important for people to realize is that when you have time, I think that's what you should say, when you have time, if you have the time, instead of investing in a lot of the gear, invest in yourself and basically learn. I think that's a lot of what many forget is that you don't have to rush it. You don't have to rush anything. And the creative process definitely cannot be rushed. Like this, the techniques cannot be rushed. So maybe, maybe the reason people ask, because I found myself in that same position a while, you know, long time ago, in which I thought I could expedite my technique or, you know, make, make myself, you know, I don't know, maybe get suddenly get better just by buying new gear. You know what I mean? And I know for a fact that does not, that does not happen. It you doesn't know what, happen. You know what? I, I feel like most or many people nowadays are looking for a shortcut to get to a point where other people are in much, um, much faster and mm-hmm. they're not willing to put in the work to, get to that place they are looking for a shortcut and there are many great online courses of course that promise to to give you that shortcut but i don't think that's the best way to to kind of start your creative journey because you really have to enjoy the process of learning um, in order to do this for a long time because when you have a shortcut and you get to a point where you know most of the essentials in a very short time um you like didn't go through the experience of learning stuff by yourself 
and having to solve problems because someone is taking you um, on the hand and just giving you everything you need um, without you even knowing um, what you actually want to know or what you need to know because they are all giving it away just for you. So learning to learn everything yourself and get those skills um, is such an important thing to, to kind of master. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, honestly, that's, that's a very good way to kind of tie things up. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you, you summarize it perfectly. There are no shortcuts. And yeah. I think you need to, like, like you said, you need to enjoy this because that's where you, your, your creativity thrives. When you enjoy it, you ignite that passion and you create more and nothing is stopping you. You, you, you maximize your abilities at that point and then you upgrade, right? I think you just summarized the whole thing. I think that was a great way of doing that. And so good job, Leo. I'm like, I don't Thank even you. Really have to, I don't have to I, do this podcast this, anymore. I hope this is helpful for, for some people starting out. And um, I will definitely share this podcast with my audience. And I know there are many people who are just starting out and kind of struggling to, to get to a point where they're happy with their own work. So I hope this is helpful for, uh, for some of you. And oh, trust me, it's helpful. Learn trust me, it's helpful. Yeah. That's cool. wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, so before we end this, I do want to address some of the questions that were sent to us, right? Yeah. For, um, awesome. I think we have, let me see. Let me just check this real quick because I went on Instagram. I should do this more. And I know I even promised Leo, I said, I'll send you a reminder email <laughs> the day before. And I didn't. <laughs> Good thing you reminded me. But okay, so I have one first question would be from uh, Salva Head. I think I said his name correctly. Uh, how do you tackle creation slumps when you feel demotivated to create, to post, or to engage? And I think you you can probably answer this. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been actually having kind of, or I've been in a creative rut for the last two weeks um, in a way. Um, and it just happens. Like there are times where you can go on for for weeks and months and sometimes even a year without um, slowing down or feeling uninspired. Um, mm -hmm. But when those creative ruts kind of hit, it's not a great feeling, of course, um, but yes. everyone goes through this. And what really helped me is to look back at my old work, look back at comments and messages and kind of compare where you are right now to when you just started or even a year ago, how your work looked back then compared to what you're doing right now. And mm -hmm. that's what, what kind of, yeah, makes me want to create again. And also it's to understand that it is, that it is completely fine to just take a break sometimes, um, mm -hmm. and kind of recharge your creative batteries because like we have yeah. to, to, yeah, sometimes give ourselves some time to kind of process everything that has been happening um, and then start again and come back stronger than, than before with yep. new ideas and new concepts. Couldn't have said it any better. That's a great answer. That's fantastic. Forgot to play my... There you go. Play that reader music in the background. <laughs> All right, that's, that's awesome. great. Uh, thank you for answering that. I have one more question. Actually, two, three more. We have three more questions. So this one is right. from Techie Mech. Uh, question is, what's your favorite mobile phone? 
I guess the one I'm using right now, uh, I have the, <laughs> the iPhone 13, um, mm -hmm. which, which actually I use more than my camera nowadays to create content. <laughs> um, it's, it, it, it's so funny because I always used to think like, okay, you need a cool, ca you need a camera to kind of get the quality that you want to get. But with Instagram and everything being so fast paced content, it's actually kind of good to have a phone that um, has everything in focus and not um, like with my camera, I always like you have background blur in the background. And for mm -hmm. Instagram, I feel like it's sometimes better to not have that. Um, and with Correct, the phone, yeah. it's so fast to create the content. The quality is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, you have and the, it's reliable. The, it's reliable. You have the ultra wide yes. angle camera, which also works very well for Instagram in my experience. Um, and at the end of the day, Instagram is going to compress the video like <laughs> yeah. hell um, with whatever <laughs> camera you use. So why not just use your phone and um, get it done faster and um, not go through the hassle of setting everything up. Just put your phone there and get some yes. creative angles. And yeah, so the iPhone 13 to answer that question, the iPhone 13 is what I use and um, what I love using. Great, great answer. And I completely agree. It's 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 also a reminder for people that you don't have to invest in a lot of gear if you want to create something wonderful. A lot of you can do a lot with just your phone, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be the iPhone 13, but no. there's there's so I, much. I used you can my do. iPhone 7 for for three years, and I just recently upgraded because the battery <laughs> wasn't working anymore. Um, <laughs> See, so it just stopped working from one day to the other. So um, I, I kind of had to upgrade. It was your sign, but it was, it was a sign. sign, and that's where actually my Instagram growth really started to to go up when I got my phone and then started to create more content um, because it was so much easier. And then, yeah, I, yeah. I think it was, was a good idea to to get a phone that has a great camera. Yeah, it, that's definitely a, good, a great idea. I, a great, like, just great advice in general. But I think also because I just love the fact that you don't upgrade unnecessarily. You do yeah, it when you feel like you what need I'm trying to do to, it. To avoid, yeah. yeah. That's something that a lot of people, myself included, need to remind myself, right? Okay. Yeah, because so, it's fun. Like, it's fun to, to have new gear. But It uh, is fun. Tech, <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. I get so excited <laughs> about new tech. But um, when you have to save some money um, and when you, yeah. or when you want to save some money and um, just use the things that you already have that still work perfectly fine, um, I, think, I see yeah, no I need think, upgrading every single I think year. for me, it's okay to upgrade as long as you know it doesn't get in the way of your creative process. Yeah. You have to have a right? reason for, for kind of upgrading and um, exactly. not try to force um, upgrading because... Um, just because, yeah, right. Just, yeah, just because, because it's the yeah. newest thing. Exactly. All right. So one more question. I can't read their names. I'm not going to try to attempt. <laughs> but they said, uh, do you prefer... This is an interesting question, okay? Okay. Do you prefer criticism or praise? And what's the reason? That's a great question. Oh, <laughs> um, I guess I'm gonna say praise because okay. it, I think it helps more to keep going uh, when you see other people um, loving your stuff. But mm -hmm. of course, criticism is such an important or plays an important role um, in the creative process. So both are very important, but. Well, I don't want to get rid of um, of any of them, but of of um, of criticism or of um, praise, but it just feels great to to get a compliment. Oh yeah, 
I don't even know why anyone wouldn't choose Bruce. Yeah, right. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's very good, though. Very good point. I mean, you can't really exclude either one of them. Exactly. You yeah. need both of them, right? Yeah. yeah. It, they're both very helpful. But I think you answered it really, really well. Okay. Last question from Envision, Matt. Uh, I just had him on a podcast recently. Cool, yeah. Um, he says, when will you be teaching a course? Because I'll sign up. First of all, thank you. Um, mm -hmm. I've been getting this question a couple of times lately. People wanting to to learn more from me um, that I can offer on my Instagram. Um, I think the first step would be to create more YouTube videos and kind of teach that way. And when people seem to like that, I might create a course. I have a couple of ideas, especially regarding lighting, um, because that's just what I feel like is the most important thing and what's the one thing that is holding most people back from creating the quality that they want to achieve. Um, so there might be a lighting course coming at some point next year, mm -hmm. if, okay. if, most, if enough people would, would love that. So yeah. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people would love that. Yeah, I'll sign up. I'll sign up. Cool. Awesome. That's awesome. First client. <laughs> there we go. Me and Matt are going to be your first clients. Two. <laughs> There's two. <laughs> that's yes. guaranteed. That's two. Yeah, you got this. All right. All right. Well, Leo, I think that's pretty much it for, for today's episode. I would like to invite you again in the future if you have. I know you're yes. busy. I know you have I'd a lot of to. client work. I hope you enjoyed this. I mean, this was just a this really awesome. simple. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It makes me feel so much better because <laughs> it's like, I don't know what to ask him, but the, you know, that's the point. I always just want to get to know you and I enjoyed it. I de genuinely enjoyed all your answers and I think you are well ahead into like just carving this, this, this amazing and very bright future for yourself as a creator. And I hope, and believe me when I say this, I am right behind you rallying for you because I know you have a very bright future. You're very, very talented, such a likable guy. And it's, you know, very nice for you to be so humble and to be able to share to your audience, like the things that you've learned and inspire them as well. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Would love to have you back. And just in case people don't even know who you are or where they can find you, where can they find you, Leo? I guess the best place is Instagram right now, at Leo okay. Keller, um, just my name. Um, I'm, I'm on Twitter, same username, and on YouTube, Leo Keller. Um, but Instagram is the best place to, to connect with me. Um, if you have any questions, let me know. Um, and I'll get back to you ASAP and um, just try to, to help you out. Um, yeah, but uh, thank you so much for, for your kind words and for this great conversation. Um, I always love talking to other creative people. And like the work you put out, the podcast, um, it, it's phenomenal. So um, yeah, thank you oh, for, thank for you. the stuff. It's that just you little do. old me trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we all are, right? We are all yes, just, just we figuring are. this out and uh, just trying our best. And we are all still still learning um, this uh, internet thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, I appreciate Amazing. you for, for just doing what you, what you do. You don't know this, Leo, but you just made me feel so much better. <laughs> Like seriously, it's you is I have to have you back. 
<laughs> yeah, to have I'd love on to come back on, on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee Creators Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe or follow. I don't even know what you call it now, but you can also rate the channel. I mean, the, the podcast itself, because it makes me more discoverable and it gives people like Leo a platform so that they can share their stories and experiences and just... You know, I want to bring creators to the front so that people can find them and discover them. And thanks again. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, Leo. Thanks for having me.